Hey everyone, Tessa Stuckey here with For the Sake of Our Youth. I just want to take a quick second to thank you for listening and joining me on this journey. This is a really scary world that we live in and being a parent is without a doubt the hardest job in the world. I am a mom of four, I'm a therapist, and now I'm an author. I'm so excited to announce that my book, For the Sake of Our Youth, was recently published in April. You can find it on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com. As a therapist, I get this amazing advantage to hear what's going on in today's world for our youth, and I just can't be quiet about it, to understand what's going on in today's culture and how it's affecting our kids' emotions. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it's not looking good. I have always said that I could talk about this forever, so much so that I could write a book about it. So I wrote the book about it, but I'm not done talking. So here we go. Ooh, also, sorry. If you're liking what you're hearing, go ahead and subscribe so that you get updated whenever there's a new episode that comes out. Maybe even leave a review. That would help other parents find this podcast easier. I would really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Also, if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can find me at the mom therapist. For more information, go to www.tessastuckey.com. Okay, so because we are not perfect, we have to allow ourselves to not only become self-aware and self-regulate, but also practice both attunement, which is the ability to respond to others' emotional states and behavior. So picking up on, you know, how they're feeling and how they're doing without necessarily asking. And we have to practice atonement, which is, as you know, the ability to apologize The best way for us to teach our kids how to act that way is by modeling it within our own relationships. Surprise, surprise. Attunement is closely connected to the act of validation. However, it's not the same as validation. It can look like giving a hug to your child as they're crying over something that like you might find silly, but it, it affects them. And so you've accepted that this is very real for them and you're able to just empathize and give them a little bit of mercy you don't have to say anything you just kind of are there to offer that physical comfort or perhaps your family's like at a gathering or some sort of function and you notice that your daughter is breathing heavily from across the table or in the other room and her eyes start to water and so you ask her to go get you something out from the car just so she can escape and have like a second away from all the madness and all the noise. So that's an example. Just being more aware of what other people are going through emotionally. In order to give our kids some relief from the overwhelming sense of emotional confusion while they learn how to be emotionally mature, it's our job to stay attuned with how they are feeling. Practicing attunement will model to them how to do this for others and help them to connect and empathize in future relationships. I mean, this is huge, right? This is when we feel the most connected to someone because it's like that feeling of like they can read my mind or something or we finish each other's sentences. That's attunement, right? Like being in sync with how somebody else might be feeling, reading somebody's body language and their facial expressions and their responses. I mean, that's huge. And as their parents, we can do that for them and teach them how to do that for other people. Now, atonement, that one is really challenging 
Because saying I'm sorry is typically hard for most people, right? Especially for teenagers who don't want to hear the I told you so lectures. So a little bit about the I told you so. I really hesitated saying sorry to my parents because there was a lot of that response like if only you had listened to me you would have or I told you so and really let's talk about that statement does that statement provide any benefit for the person who is apologizing the answer is no it really only provides benefit for the person who is saying that I guess to remind themselves that they were right and to I guess try to remind the person to listen to me next time kind of thinking but really what is happening and what you're messaging to your child when you say that is I'm smarter than you you don't have the capability of being as smart as I am so you just need to shut up and listen to me and that's not a good feeling I mean even when they are learning it's still not going to be effective in the sense that they're just going to magically go oh, she told me so, so therefore I should listen next time. Oh, she's so right. She's so smart. But what really happens is that creates anger, resentment, attitude, eye rolls, right? And you say things like, I don't want to listen to her next time because I don't want her to be right every time, even if you are right every time. Does this make sense? So if you say, I told you so, you're pushing your child away more When if you avoid that comment of I told you so, then you are allowing your child to discover that you do know some things that they might might not know or they can even say to themselves like, I should have listened to my mom or my dad was right about that. Like they can say that to themselves. They already know that like what you said was right in that moment. So you don't have to say that comment because that, All that's going to be absorbed from your child is anger and resentment, maybe even like a stubborn way of thinking, and that's going to push them away. They are, you don't have to say it. They already know that you were right in that situation. And so we just need to recognize the fact that they're saying, I'm sorry, rather than why didn't you listen to me, right? So some feel that saying I'm sorry means that they've lost the battle or that they're admitting that they are wrong, um, which a lot of times that is the case you are admitting that you are wrong but sometimes it's about apologizing for the inconsideration or the emotion perceived on the other end so it's not necessarily always about being wrong it's it can also be about your relationship right like I don't have to agree with everything my husband says I don't have to agree with everything my kids say but I do have to practice some of that mutual respect that we've talked about in previous episodes so that my message comes across in a empathetic, compassionate manner rather than in a rude, filled with attitude, angry manner. And so I can always apologize for that. I don't have to apologize for disagreeing or anything like that, but I can say I'm sorry for the way I talked to you. Even when your intentions are positive, the perception of others creates the conflict. So if your child can recognize that that feeling that was absorbed by the other person, they'll be able to see that it isn't about who was right or who was wrong, but more about the empathy. And you modeling this by also freely saying, I'm sorry. So as parents, I mean, we do. We have to recognize our own part, right? That's that mutual respect that I've talked about before is allowing our kids to call us out sometimes. And 
also not waiting for them to call us out and going to them and saying, I shouldn't have yelled at you this afternoon. I'm so, so sorry for the way I spoke to you. There's no good reason. I I was stressed and that was my reason in my head at the time, but that's not okay and I'm sorry. Like you could say something like, I'm so sorry that I made you feel that way. I was trying to get everything into the car quickly and I snapped. This might be a true story. I didn't mean to and I will try harder next time to control my tone of voice. But be careful never to say something like, I'm sorry you feel that way. But rather remember that your intention was simply misinterpreted. So my intention for everyone to get in the car in a timely manner is so that we can get going, right? So that we can go have fun at whatever we're doing or so that we're not late. But sometimes tensions can rise and I get stressed and I might snap. And so that takes away from my intended message. So whether your child was being sensitive or you were being insensitive or both, making a statement like that will minimize their emotions and make them feel that they're not allowed to express how they feel. So saying something like, I'm sorry you feel that way, that's horrible to say to someone. And you know that already, like being on the receiving of, of that when you're upset about something and someone's like, I'm sorry you feel that way. Well, yeah, that's not making me feel better. And a lot of times things get defensive rather than stay open for emotions, right? So a practice, practicing atonement as the parent in the relationship will help minimize the walls between you and your child. Showing your child that you too are human and make mistakes will help the mutual respect remain strong. When you begin to recognize that your child or teen has emotionally has emotionally matured and they come to you with atonement, be aware of your response. Avoid any shaming or lecture in that moment. You can always come back with a, like, how can we handle this later? But it's not good in that moment to take away from the apology and turn it into a big lecture because that will teach our kids pretty quickly not to apologize when they're feeling emotional because they don't want to have to hear the lecture. So something along the lines, like a good response would be, Thank you for apologizing. It makes me feel better knowing you have been thinking about your part in all of this, and I appreciate the recognition on your end. I love you. Let me know if you want help with anything or if you'd like to talk more. Or you could say, I want to continue that conversation we were having earlier, or we're going to have to figure something out so that doesn't happen again, or we're going to, you know, let's talk about this a little bit later, but I'm just so grateful you came to me and apologized. So another wonderful way to model atonement for your kids is practicing it in your own relationship, not only with them, but also your spouse in front of your kids. So get this, a lot of times our kids witness, you know, the little tiffs or the spats between parents, um, moments when parents snap at each other or roll roll their eyes out of annoyance. I know my kids have definitely seen that. And... I know a lot of kids are seeing worse than that. So this may be behavior that the parents aren't completely proud of, but that in the moment they felt was necessary to do. (laughs) Maybe they were struggling with their own emotional hygiene or their own emotional maturity and practicing self-regulation. But when kids witness fights or disagreements, it's important that they also witness the makeup part. The signals that everything is going to be okay, our family is still okay, And this is how you apologize to someone. 
A lot of times parents do this more in the privacy of their room. I know we have been very much like that through the years where we might start a fight and it's like, hey, let's go to the bedroom and finish this this argument or this talk. And then we end up making up in the bedroom with closed doors like, you know, saying our sorries and giving each other a hug and like, let's take on the day. And our kids don't see that part. So I know a lot of parents, you know, kind of go to the privacy of the room to finish that discussion. But parents don't have to do like, you don't have to do this like full on discussion in front of your kids, but a simple hug. And I'm sorry for talking to you that way. While you're in front of the kids, that will go a, a really long way. And it'll show your kids the positive effects of conflict resolution, effective communication, connection, empathy, and love between their parents. And it'll give them that security within the family system. So you can even go finish your argument, say your apologies, come to a good place, and then come out of the bedroom and kind of do it again in a simple way. Like hug, say I'm sorry in front of your kids so that they are aware that you just made up or whatever. So, attunement and atonement present in the household will keep your family strong and prioritized. And we just have to make sure we practice that and are good models of that behavior.